Welcome back to another episode of Thrasher Opera House Presents. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Riley. How you doing? Just great. So people have actually been listening to this. I'm really excited about it. I'm pretty excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We don't really know where it's going every week until we're here, but, um, but it, for what it's worth, people are listening and they're liking it. Good. We're not doing it for nothing. <laughs> right. Um, so this week I wanted to, we're going to visit with Gangsta Grass, first of all. Um, but before we get into that interview, I wanted to talk about myths of seeing a show at a small venue. Maybe just one myth. We won't go into all of them because I think there's a lot of them. But um, one of the myths I think that's out there is I don't know the artist's name. I don't hear them on the radio Therefore, I won't like it. And I think when, number one, that's totally not true because there's so many things that you've never seen or done before and then you do them and you end up really liking it. So I don't know why people feel that way, um, are afraid to take a chance on something they've never heard before. Um, but I, one thing I, I want to say is that that's part of our job at Thrasher is to do all that research, watch these artists live, um, and only pick stuff that's going to be really awesome to see in person. Right. There's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes and before the show to make sure that the artist is up to snuff. Right. And then also, um, sometimes it's, it's the discovery process is what makes the show even better. You know, if you go to see Miley Cyrus at Pfizer Forum, you're pretty, you know what you're going to get. It's going to be great, you know, I'm not saying those shows aren't great shows, but what I'm saying is that sometimes you have to look at a show at a smaller theater in a different perspective. It's more, maybe it's more about discovery or a new experience. Um, and also how much easier it is to attend a show at a small venue. Oh, it's a lot easier here. <laughs> and cheaper. Right. <laughs> um, so that that's another, I guess pro about attending a show in a small theater. And I don't know, maybe I was one of those people once that before I started working here, you know, Pokey Lafarge was a good example. We just had him last weekend. And, you know, would have I paid attention to that when I was 25 years old? Probably not. Um, but I should have. Sure. There, there's lots of these artists that um, should get a lot of attention. And also just because they're playing in a small venue doesn't mean they're not of quality. I think that's the other thing um, that kind of floats along with that smaller venue myth. Um, and I should mention this all came about from a conversation I had in a meeting last week. I'm not going to name names. Okay. But I was very inspired by, by a comment that a person made that um, maybe seeing a show at Thrasher wasn't for them. And that's that's cool that I respect that, but I think there's a lot people don't know uh, about that they can have a lot of fun at a place like Thrasher. Sure, and the idea that to, to pick on one of the points that you made that I've never seen this artist before or heard of this artist before, so they must not be very good. If one were to step back and think about that, nearly everything that you know about or do is something that at some point you didn't know or that you'd never heard of. So if you never did anything at all because you'd never heard of it or done it, where would you be? Boring. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and you never know when when you see an artist um, at a small venue that they who's to say they might not get big. We don't know that. I mean, right. Everybody starts from nothing, basically. Sure. Um. So anyway, that's that's the little myth I wanted to dispel, and I also wanted to put it out there to the listeners that if you had your first Thrasher aha moment, we'd love to hear about it. Like you had never attended a show before and you came into it with like low expectations and then left with, you know, being blown away. Because that's what we hear all the time from first time attendees is like, I never knew this was here. And it's so awesome. Why haven't I been coming all along? And so that's the message I want to get out there for, for folks who haven't been here um, to take that chance. And I think if they hear it from other people like them who, you know, we work here every day. So it's one thing coming from me, but it'd be cool to hear other people's stories. It would be. Maybe we need to post up a number for people to call in. A call in line for compliments. <laughs> oh, gosh. Or, you know, just reply on the YouTube link or, or send us an email, whatever. Facebook messages are great, too. Um Speaking of artists you might not have heard before, let's let's talk about Gangsta Grass. Let's talk about Gangsta Grass. They'll be here um, on March 4th, Friday, March 4th, for the first time. And it's a genre that is pretty new in the world, bluegrass and hip-hop. And man, does it sound good together. Um, and this is another example of research we had done, like we have seen them live and I knew in an instant it was something that we should bring to Thrasher. Um, the energy that this band has is just incredible. And so so you don't have to worry that it'll be a bad show because I've already seen it and it's a pretty awesome show. Hey, folks. I am here today with members of the band Gangsta Grass. Gangsta Grass! What's happening? I'm waving. Why am I waving on a podcast? I don't know. <laughs> well, we, we do put it on YouTube as well, so you can wave. Oh, this is on YouTube. Oh, oh what's up? Here's all the waves. Here's a, here's a royal wave. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you can tell, audience, these guys are no fun at all. We're going to have a horrible Sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, so Gangsta Grass will be performing at the Thrasher Opera House on March 4th. That's a Friday, March 4th. And we simply cannot wait. Um, I have been waiting to hear this band on the Thrasher stage since I first saw you all um, in 2018 at Folk Alliance in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. That was yeah. a real good time. Um, yeah, and the best part about that, all that snow outside, and we didn't have to go outside at all. <laughs> good. I know. We went outside, though, because, you know, you got, we like to do some adventuring anyways. How can you I not think, in Montreal? Like, yeah, it's got to go. Plus, it's a good food city. Absolutely. Well, and so I say that I saw you there, but I didn't actually get to see you because the room you were performing in was so crowded. Like I could only sort of squeeze into the doorway and listen and like yeah. instantly knew I want to bring this to the Thrasher. Um, yeah, this, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we were spilling out into the hallways of that building. It was crazy. We have recurring issues with fire codes. Um, yeah. yeah actually, we were told that the fire marshal was there, but he could not get in. 
<laughs> well, there you yeah. go. That's how you solve that problem. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, and I, I know this is a really a uh, technical thing to bring up, but has Thrasher uh, Thrasher uh, communicated with your local fire marshal about gangster grass coming to town? Uh, we usually, you know, uh, we we usually say things ahead of time, but we just want to make sure everybody's going to be be safe and not on fire. <laughs> For sure, no, you're everybody's in good hands. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, so. I, uh, I wanted to, for those who don't know what Gangsta Grass is, uh, you're a band that brings together hip hop and bluegrass, which are two genres that you don't necessarily always picture together. So I'm, I'm curious as to what made you put those two genres together and are they really that different as we think? You know, I, 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 uh, I, I'm the newest member of the band. Hey, I'm B. Farrow fiddling for, for Gangsta Grass. And I, I, let me know if I got the story wrong or right. Uh, uh, Wrench was working in the studio one night when a bolt of lightning hit him and he was just like started producing like mad crazy stuff. And what happened was he had a banjo in the room and he had an MC in the room and Dolio happened to be that MC and Dolio is actually an MIT grad. So he was actually experimenting with like condensing hip hop into liquid form and happened to spill it on the computer. And I guess you guys can pick it up from there. I like that parts of that story were actually true. <laughs> but we'll we'll let you guys figure out which parts that I'm was. still I'm still I'm still learning the lore that's, that's of the band like, since I'm that's most of it. Um we're skipping over yeah, the yeah. parts with the ninjas, the robots, and the dinosaurs. Right, right, right. Because uh, that just kinda overly complicates it. Yeah, right, does this right, podcast right. have like an extended edition? Because we can really go into it, but it will uh, now. That's yeah. yeah, that's basically the the high points. So yeah. Good job, yeah. trainee Brian. We, <laughs> we do have a comic book in the works to sort of like lay this out in a couple of different volumes. So uh, watch out for that. <laughs> we absolutely did find that they have a lot in common, even even surprising me. Um, when we started getting hip hop MCs together with bluegrass players, we found that there was like different vocabulary for the same things. So one example is uh, in, in bluegrass or folk or country, um, a pick is when people are sitting around, uh, you know, be in a circle and they can call out a tune or a chord progression and trade solos and pass it back and forth so that, you know, people that don't even necessarily know each other can sit down and, and have a jam together. And uh, if you get some guys uh, on the street to, to circle up and one guy beatboxes and, uh, and other folks can uh, freestyle some verses and trade it back and forth, it's called a cipher. But uh, there was a point at which we realized that a cipher and a pick is essentially the same thing, and it just clicked. So now the MCs know that they can take a verse and then point to to Danjo, the banjo player, and he can he can take a solo, and and we can have that kind of spontaneity because because they're both coming from traditions where people uh, developed ways of making music spontaneously with each other without a lot of resources. Yeah, and then to add to that, like, even once we start singing or rapping, like, you know, rhythmically, the, the music has a lot of overlap. Uh, like, the banjo comes from Africa, which uh, I always say that a lot of people, a lot of people don't know that. I think more and more people do. Um, but uh, so rhythmically, there's a lot of overlap. But then lyrically, it's it's just like that. not that weird. You know, I mean, <laughs> whatever the MCs are rapping about, I've I've probably sung about it. 
You know, right. you get a lot of the same. It's because both kinds of music ultimately come from people that are more similar than different. Uh, when you look at sort of, you know, uh, class similarities, you know, the struggles that people have had to face. Um, and like Wrench said, you know, like he started this band and this music as, as kind of a, you know, a fun musical thing to do. But this this sort of theme about unity and bringing people together has kind of emerged over the time that we've done it um, as just this nice effect. And we see it at our shows and our audiences and, and in the band itself. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're essentially just combining two different strains of folk music. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, and it does sound really natural together um, when you listen to it. And I think just listening to music, being a part of music naturally brings people together. So the mission and the music go hand in hand in this case. And, you know, we, we've come up with this... Uh, this beautiful combustible music that uh, can get really into the engines of people, but uh, we've reinvented a formula because if, if you if you take it back to the roots, um, to, to country blues, to string band music, you can catch folks like Frank Stokes playing on the guitar, um, you know, with a with a uh, with a sort of Piedmont style type of picking and rapping over. Rapping over it, Frank Stokes is. Uh, I, I I like to peg him as one of the the first MCs ever recorded. Uh, if if anybody out there wants to check out Frank Stokes, check out a song called "A Good Thing." It's a really good one. Um, <laughs> but the, these these things were together and came apart, and we're we're just connecting the branches at the end. Yeah. So, you know, I, I saw you in 2018, got really excited about it. And then fast forward to last summer and all of a sudden I'm seeing Gangsta Grasses on TV. Um, you were on America's Got Talent and um, that must have been pretty exciting and, and a good way to show the world um, what music you were making and the mission you were bringing behind it. Yeah, it actually went so well that they had to make a new America's Got Talent Extreme version <laughs> after uh, after we were on there. and Because uh, we, we'd already we, established so conclusively that America does got talent that they needed <laughs> somewhere else to go from there. They no longer <laughs> needed to be yeah, but the liability was just way too much, you know. Uh, also, Brian, a lot, of, a lot of references to combustible there, a lot of... Feeling the feeling the pyro vibe there, buddy. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I I I hope this is a. Uh, can people see this? I, no, I got some no. dentine fire gum. But this is not an advertisement. You can take that part out. <laughs> it was blurred. It was blurred. <laughs> yeah, it was blurred out for a reason. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was it was quite the experience. Um, because one of the one of the main obstacles for gangster grass is when you try to describe it to people, they don't quite get it right away um it's one of those things that you have to witness and before you actually can understand what it is and say oh this is dope i really like this because usually folks when you hear it they're like they're a little skeptical at first when you try to tell them you know sell them on it and they're like okay these two things don't normally go together but apparently they do um so having the opportunity to put it in front of millions of people at once um, was was definitely a boon for us um, and plus also it gave us the opportunity to see how like uh, an enterprise level internationally broadcast operation 
happens and how it operates and how it, how how all the pieces fit together oh man you know, for when it sure comes to like choreography and set design and costume and this and that and like shout this, out to the crew you know yeah, the like really the, the number of, of professional people and you got to bear in mind like we did this during the pandemic we right. went we flew to la during the pandemic in the early days like we were we were just barely getting vaccinated at that time because it was early 2021 um and there was so many, te- so much testing going into it and throughout it. And, you know, because when you see the show, here we are up on stage without masks. And for them to be able to make us and the hosts and everybody feel truly safe enough to do it. Like, I got to give a shout out to that because that was that was so impressive. So many things got canceled. Uh, so many things got postponed. But just the fact that that we were able to do that at all. Um, yeah, that was the first live show we did in like over a year. Right, it was the oh, wow. first time. Yeah, first time we had been on stage in over a year because of all of this stuff. You know, it's it, and that was that was the uh, the audition. You know, we did have uh, we do have to uh, correct a little bit of a misconception that started to sprout out uh, after uh, being on America's Got Talent. The we are we're called Gangsta Grass, not Gangsta Gross. Because that's the way Simon sort of pronounced it. And we get a lot of people coming up. Are you guys gangsta grass? No, no, it's gangsta grass. Gangsta grass. Well, that's good to know. So when I announce you from stage, I'll I'll make sure to say it right. Well, you know, we've, and then Terry we've, perpetuated we've, it. Like Terry was no help, man. Yeah. But our but our um our publicist is is British, so we we've grown accustomed to hearing it pronounced that way. <laughs> like man, you can pronounce it however you want. We should probably spell start it right. buying up all the misspelled domain names. To, right. But gangsta grass. I mean, look, if you just put it into the search bar, you know, go into any of your socials or whatever, yeah. you're gonna find us because the the fact is like we are we are really the only band that's doing this the way that we're doing it. And and you know, you might think, okay, well, sure, I've heard like country and rap and i've heard various like hick hop and i've heard this stuff combined before and that's like what we were saying before like don't don't think that you've heard this because you haven't heard it the way that we do it no it's so true and then that's i am so excited to be bringing that to green lake um we've never had hip-hop bluegrass at the opera house it sounds kind of funny to put it all never to- had hip hop bluegrass yeah. at the opera house. No, shocked. Um, but I think it's you about time. You should check out our. You should check out our hip hop bluegrass opera. It's actually wonderful. I mean, Man, you say that, but honestly, book us for it next year and see what happens. <laughs> I gotta go yeah, it's called Rainstorm in Kentucky. It's- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I think. What I can't stress enough to our audience is that you will love this. Um, so so check it out. Check out the videos on YouTube. Um, listen to you guys before you before you buy the ticket. I, I guarantee it'll make you want to buy the ticket and be there at the show. Speaking of which, uh, for the folks that are coming to the show, what can they expect? Uh, explosions, uh, fires, because it seems like you guys haven't called your fire marshal. Um, lots of dancing uh, and surprises. You're going to be surprised. If there's one thing uh, from my short tenure with the band that we get all the time is curmudgeonly people who are like either way on the hip hop side or way on the bluegrass side or countryside coming up and bring them together. Yeah, after like okay. the first, after like the first couple good. measures, they're already sold. You know, oh, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I like this. I like to say that we don't do shows; we host celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, because what we're doing is is we we have is this tremendous energy exchange that's happening between us and the audience. Um, we feel you know all this love for what we do, and we share it with you, and then we get it back. <clears throat> And we just have this continual cycle going on for the, you know, hour and a half, two hours, however long the show tends to go. Um, and then by the end, it's like, oh, man, we got to go. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll be back, guys. We promise. <laughs> it's a fully live extravaganza yeah. in terms of us being able to do stuff on the fly and shake things up a bit, do things a little differently each night and uh, interact with each other on stage, interact with, with what's going on with the audience. Um, so we take full advantage of the the amazing talents of these instrumentalists and MCs to to go to the places that that we can go with this combination, which is it's so open to to exploration and experimentation. People that have our CDs, that are fans of ours, that have listened to us, been streaming us, and have heard the recordings come to our shows, and their jaws still drop because they you know it's a whole other beast to see us doing it live and creating whole new new sections and solos and interactions on the fly yeah there's nothing like yeah. it really it's not the same yeah, you no listen to the to album me. and you listen to the albums and our music online and you get uh, an element that we've distilled down for you you come to the live show and you get to watch the chemical reaction yeah perfect um, fire reaction, by the way. That's, that's what the reaction we're talking about. fire reaction. I feel like I need to say there will be no fire. <laughs> fire. The fire is a metaphor. Yeah, we got a, lot of, we got a lot of metaphorical language in our song. Um, well, we definitely are going to be making room for people to dance. Um, that's not always something we do at the Opera House, but the space is a really versatile space. Um, it's only 200 seats, only 200 people, so it's small, but Sometimes that's where you get the best live shows is that intimate um, experience between the audience and the musicians. So, man, I can't say enough how much I'm looking forward to this. Um, is there anything else people should know? You said you're going to be introducing us at the show? Yes. Everybody, you got to come on down and see Rachel Avery opening <laughs> up this show. It's going to yeah. be hot. It's going to be <laughs> metaphorical fire. <laughs> oh That's, thanks guys i always need the pep talk you know like you guys go up there and you, this is what you do but for me to go up on stage even to just to announce like my armpits are sweaty i black out a little bit <laughs> all i'm saying is like sponsors and here's the band but <laughs> oh that's not all you're saying so i'm gonna let you in a little secret so every time we get announced if they ever come up to us and and ask us, which they do a lot, like I will, what, what would you what would you like me to say about you? We always say, make some stuff up. The sky's the limit because it's like it's like that story. You know that story about Bill Murray where he like will just wander around in the real world and meet people. And he'll go up to somebody at a diner and just snatch some fries off their plate and just eat them. And he'll look them in the eyes and say, "Tell whoever you want, no one's gonna believe you." Because like that's what it's like with us. The truth, the truth about this band, it's like you couldn't make up stuff that was weirder than this. So, so just to let you know, your your charge will be to just let your imagination run wild. Um, so you know, give you a little lead time to to think about that now. You can All right. Well, if aliens. anyone out there listening has ideas, send them my way. <laughs> aliens, ninjas, samurais. Other medieval uh, Japanese and or Chinese warriors, are, it's probably true. 
Robots, dinosaurs, the whole thing. You guys are a blast. This is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a really fun night for for all the reasons. Um, you're awesome people. You're awesome musicians. And the minute your music starts, you just can't help but feel really good and want to move. And that's what that's it's what all about. it's about. Yes, that's the thing we need. I mean, we always need it, but especially now. And I think I've been saying it for the past like eight years. I was like, but especially now. Well, no, especially now. <laughs> now, now, now. Well, especially on March 4th. And so if you don't have a ticket already, go to thrasheroperahouse.com and purchase it now because I'm telling you, you won't want to miss it. Yeah, right. come enjoy the March Gangstress 14th. party. <laughs> Thank you guys for your time today. We're looking forward to seeing you. Thanks so much, Rachel. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. All right. So you heard it. These guys are going to be awesome. They're going to bring a lot of energy. So... Take a chance. Come see something new, um, either Gangster Grass or something else on our roster that you haven't seen before. You just might like it. I think so. All right. Until next time, everybody. Until next time. <laughs>